All right, we're live now. <laughs> we had some technical difficulties. Uh, so today we have two special guests, um, Jerry Bellis, which is my, has become my spiritual father. We got the guy that makes every hat look cool. The first time I did this, it, it sounded better. It sounded a lot better. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Mikey, he makes uh, literally every hat he wears. It looks good on him. And we got Pete, Aaron, behind the confuser, and Nolan. Yo. Jerry is going to start us off with a prayer today. Father, we just thank you for this time. And we thank you for those folks that we may be reaching. We just ask that there just be one out there that we, we can touch their heart today. Make them see Jesus. Let them, let them give their life to you. And let them learn to live a Christian life. I thank you so much for this group of guys. They have been such a blessing for me. And I just give you all praise and glory in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Yeah, so Pete had this beginning of the week idea. Yeah, yeah. so we came up with a, a little topic beginning of the week, which now we've dubbed Be Angry and Sin Not. So it's going to kind of tie into anger. How, uh, how do we see anger? Is it right? Is it wrong? It's part of daily life. How do we deal with it? But... What a lot of it's going to stem from is the suffering, uh, not really suffering, the, the daily trials that we go into. How do we react to those? And how often in, in the midst of struggle do we get angry and deal with it? So I guess that's what we're going to go with. And that and then uh, one of the things was, I, it's kind of coming to me what we were talking about earlier, was all our lives, or our Christian lives, I mean, things are different before, but our Christian lives, we, we lived in a way where we we didn't really see the suffering. We kind of lived almost in a little bubble of protection, seemed like. Not just that. For me, me and Isaac talked about this over lunch. Okay. For me, it was, and I'd forgotten about this. My wife reminded me that we, like, uh, we went to Cowboy Junction for a little bit. And it's a good little church. Yeah. Great pastor. And he had a sermon on suffering as a Christian. And I had been mad at him, and I've been going through it. Yeah. Hardcore. Marcy's like, you remember when we walked out and you were pissed at the, at the preacher for preaching that Christians had go through hard times? Yeah, well, I guess I did that, get that one wrong. <laughs> so then you think that, that that first step, or that I guess that first season, what was that? Was that uh, a season that was soft because we weren't ready for the suffering? I don't think so. I think it's it's a matter of how, how, how hard you press into it. So the harder we press into it, the more more we suffer. The, the 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 struggles become, I guess, not really that we suffer, but the the struggles become more more there, like they're more intense. I have no proof of that, but it makes sense to me because I've gone. It's been three years that yeah. I mean I've been a Christian longer than that, but it's been three years since we, we've like kind of found, I guess, what you would call the charismatic. Well, yeah, because uh, charismatic uh, so version of it. The new colony thing started June of 2019 yeah which so even, here we the, are the new May. colony that was really just pushing it was for we we knew there was more we had no well, idea it, what it was, was pushing for for the supernatural for yeah. the miraculous that we didn't see right that that was the whole point of that we've seen it now yeah and it's not become norm but we've yeah. seen it but uh i don't know like for me so i've talked about it a few more uh, times before i i seem like i went into depression which when it started um, I got this verse, Romans 5, 2 to 3, which says uh, through, well, if somebody has it, read it. Um, well, we've had it before. But anyway, it, it talks about how uh, tribulation uh, brings uh, character, and uh, there's one more, and then, and then it creates hope. 
and um, Monday, I went. No, last week Monday, I went in to do a, a blood work to see if my testosterone was low or what was happening. Yeah. Well, this week, uh, day before yesterday, I got the test back, and it was extremely low. Well, not just that, my thyroids weren't working, and I'm thinking like she gave me a the doctor gave me a, uh, a testosterone shot, and <clears throat> I'm thinking like if this works, I come out of this. Then did I get it all wrong? Like the Romans five yeah. is just a, something my mind brought up, and but so yesterday it was supposed to kick in yesterday. It didn't really well. Today well, it seems was, like it has a little bit today. Yeah, today. So today has been a lot better. I, I yeah. feel more myself, but my mind is still not there. Yeah. So what I realized is, but it was it was it was two things. It was my mind and my body. So I think my mind is still under some kind of tribulation that we just have to fight through. I think it could also just be recuperating from your your body being so far down already. Now you're, if that starts to pick up, maybe you know your your brain will feel a little bit of ease on it, and it'll start to come back a little bit too. It's possible, but the thing is, I'm not curious like I used to be. Yeah. But at least I, like I was just miserable. I would sleep almost all the time. Yeah. And now, I mean, today, I, I had a good day. I had fun. But my mind is still not what it was. I, I have to push myself to take risks, and uh, which that's not just now. It's been a while coming. But it's, it's getting better. But I, I still think, like, when I received that, that particular verse, Romans 5, 3 to 5, there had to be a reason for it. Because I remember when, I, as soon as I read it, I remember where I was when I was reading it. So on my way to work and, and the rocket. And I was reading it and like, and I had been praying for God to take this from me, this this miserable being. And I remembered when I read it that I had read it before. And then when I read it, I prayed that he should bring it because I wanted more character. I wanted more hope. Yeah. And I repented because... I, it's, you know, I, I prayed for it. This is what I wanted. Now that I got it, I was asking to get rid of it. But so, but that that might. It wasn't to the point that like I was just straight up miserable. Like I couldn't do nothing. But it's getting better. Yeah, that's good. That's good to hear. Yeah. So back to the suffering. So why do we go through suffering, or or what is your opinion on that? I, <laughs> I I'm, I'm a, a very new to it, but to me, I think it's just that. Do you have Romans 5? I've got it. 3? Oh, read it. Three uh, five. I've got an NASB. Uh, verse 3, And not only this, but we also celebrate in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, and perseverance proven character, and proven character hope, and hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. See, that... And just to develop better character or a stronger character, yeah. I think it'd be worth it. But I'm, I'm sure there's more, Jerry. Well, for me, anger can be a habit, something that you was raised with that that it's just a habit for you. It's the way you was raised. It's what's in your spirit when you get saved you you don't even realize that you've got it really me my background i'm an ex-alcoholic my dad was an alcoholic and very very abusive and everything he done all of his life was in anger so consequently 
I reacted with anger all the time till I, well, I didn't get saved till I was 42 years old. But I had probably been saved a year and a half, and a good friend of mine and brother in Christ that had led me to Jesus went to a revival, and they had a sermon on deliverance of anger. So sometimes, some of us, that's just, it's, it's a natural habit the way we grew up. And when there was no God in your life, there was no way to know there was any difference. Right. Isn't, isn't part of that also, I, I don't know. If it, I used to have a lot of anger, which got actually taken from me when I got saved. But I think some of it is also a natural reaction to men trying to protect themselves against being too sensitive. Yes, it is. Or... or like with my dad, it was all about, my dad, dad was like John Wayne. You had to be tough. You, you, if somebody give you a hard time, you just decked them. That was it. That was the rule back then. That, that was, there wasn't all of this lollipop, sissy, everything being hug and kisses the one thing that i still think was good that come out of that was when we used to have them little old fisticuffs it does teach respect for one another it does and 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 i'm not saying we need to be fighting this is not my point at all we shouldn't be Anyway, that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> it was, it was, <laughs> yeah, I want to try you, boy. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> but it was something that we had to be delivered of us. And Larry had went to that revival and found out about it and then come back and told the other three of us. And we actually ended up praying over it and praying over one another and delivering plan for deliverance and that was when i started getting better i'm not perfect by no means with with anger but i'm a whole lot better than i was at least i can turn the faucet off when mm -hmm. it in the old days when i got mad i was mad and i could stay that way for days yikes and uh, <laughs> That anger probably was the number one thing in my life that caused me the most harm because I believe that 99.9% .9 of a person's problems is self-induced. It's because they've made a poor judgment here or there and done something wrong. So for not all of us, not everybody's the same. Some of us literally have to be taught and learn that boils down, and I'm not making excuses, but it boils down to it's more of a bad habit right, than anything else. Which I, I think uh, like where, where you're coming from, and especially your dad, that generation, they were maybe too far on one side of, to anger and we do everything by beatings 
But now we're in the opposite, and there's got to be a middle, middle ground somewhere. It's that's a happy medium or a happier medium. Yeah. I don't think we, we're looking for a happy medium though. Like a happy medium is not going to help us here. <laughs> we need you mean a half angry medium. Yeah. <laughs> we need to find the line that's right, and it's somewhere in the middle. Yes, it, it, it's got to be because you know <clears throat> this kind of what we were talking about when, when you mentioned Jesus in the temple. He was angry, yeah. and I was telling Nolan on the way up here. You know, when you look at that, when you think about back then, you're looking at a time where um, weapons were a normal thing. Like now we look at constitutional carry and you look at guys carrying a gun and a lot of times you look at them and one of two thoughts normally comes up. What's he planning? Or I really don't think he should be carrying one. I, I think that's changed a little bit. For it me anyway. it has more. Yeah. Which which I, I, I carry licensed. I, I have long before it was constitutional um, when like when we, we just had LTC carry. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've had my license and carried a gun since I was, man, I don't even know, 22. So, you know, I, I kind of do look at that. I was, I was a, I was pro second amendment against constitutional carry. And that's maybe a lot of times not, I have what? Been, yeah, that's <laughs> what it was. So anyway, but you look at a time, the time of Jesus and stuff when, when every Roman probably carried a sword, um, even probably the 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 Jews have probably carried yeah. a sword. I mean, Jesus well, himself the, said the Jews were. I mean, they were under Roman rule, yeah. but they kind of kind of governed themselves. Yeah, but I mean, even Jesus said, you know, him who has a sword, take up a sword, and he who has a cloak, who doesn't have a sword, has a cloak, sell the cloak and pay, buy a sword. Yep. So you know, there was people carrying weapons. So when you, when you think of Jesus walking into the temple at that day and he got pissed off at what they were doing in there, he had a whip. How pissed off must that one guy have been to drive out a bunch of people that were carrying swords? Whip or not, if you're carrying a sword, sword versus whip, who wins? Yeah, yeah. So he he must have been. Well, I don't think so. I could throw a sword. I might not be dead straight, but he throw a sword at sharp. I I think some of it goes back. Look at all the times that Jesus instructed them to pick up their weapons weapons and go forth in some of those battles. But when they got there, they got to pick up the spoils. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because Jesus had already been there before him, there wasn't no need. They they he had them pick up their weapons. It's like you carrying a weapon. Well, a lot of it's just but going through the action. But you never did have to use it. Yeah. Well, Peter did once. <laughs> he cut off that soldier's ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he did. And right. I think that was the one time he was told not to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he wasn't angry at him. Just very sternly told. Well, I think him, he might have. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I was gonna say I well, think Peter might have been angry. Yeah, Peter yeah. was angry. Probably. But see, that kind of goes to it. So. How pissed off was Jesus in the temple to Amen. to scare all these people out and to drive them out with a whip? And Jesus pulled out a sword and, and is a flesh wound. I mean, granted, it was probably a pretty substantial flesh wound, but flesh wound nonetheless, it wouldn't have killed him. And Jesus got mad at him. Basically, like, hey, this is not what we do. But yet he's supposed to carry a sword. What do we do with it? Well, that's a good question. Yeah. Also, when they did arrest him, they were afraid of him. He yeah. finally said, come and take me. So, but I don't think he was mad at that time. No, he wasn't. He's a controlled monster. Yeah. That's actually a very good point, I think. I, which that also needs some defining. Like, what's a good controlled monster look like? I don't, I don't think so. Like, I think uh, the, the video that, that we've watched, the Jordan Peterson one, that does a very good job explaining that. Um, the way he, he describes it, you don't really need to describe a controlled monster. You kind of know those people. There's some people that you know you could mess with. It wouldn't be a good idea, and yet they've never done anything. I have a hard time. Why? That. Because I, to me, I think a controlled monster 
would also be one like his generation was like that. Okay. Where if if your na- if somebody's kids get out of line, I don't give a shit if I know them. They're going to get that, a good That's the opposite. That that's not a controlled monster. Yes, it is. No, the the controlled monster is one you don't even have to. Like the, I think they stem from that generation, but I don't think that is a controlled monster. The controlled Absolutely monster is. never even has to raise his voice. Oh, but kids don't. The kids don't pay attention. Oh, I think kid. so. I don't think even that applies. There's um. Uh, I've got I've got a niece and nephew that that uh, both of my nieces and nephews actually for the longest time were terrified of me. I've never done anything. Oh, actually, I just realized I had a teacher that. That's what I'm saying. I I think when when you yeah. actually see that you you even as a child you know like there's some people as a kid there there's just a sense like even if they're completely nice to you but like I was afraid probably no but there was a respect for yes it. there was exactly I don't know where that came from see it was not intentional I guarantee it's, you that it's well, instinct it was sub subconsciously. Yeah. Very, very. But I, I think that's it. It's just an instinct. It's in, how, it's instilled inside you, and you know how. Is I wish I would pay good money to have a day with Ernesto Loya. And if Ernesto Loya, if you ever hear this, contact me. I'm in Seminole, Texas, and I want to talk to you. I would pay your trip out here to have a day and lunch with you. He was my teacher, and there was I guarantee you there was no teacher. It, it included the the principal, where we didn't make so much trouble that we were borderline get kicked out every single day. Yeah, but not with him. Never tried. <clears throat> didn't try to get, didn't get away with what it. What do you think would happen tried. if you had? I don't know. I, I, I Honestly, I think, I don't know. There's no way to tell because I've never seen anybody. Like, it wasn't just my class. Yeah. It was all the classes yeah. and all the troublemakers respected him. It's not that they didn't that they tried and didn't get away with it. Nobody tried. That's yeah. the weird thing. But I think he would have very calmly asked you, "Why, why are you doing that? That's you, you're not. You're looking stupid. Quit." But like the thing is, there, there's an intimidation, like, like a level yeah. of respect, but something that makes you feel like I'm not going to do it. Try anything with this guy. It was like I hadn't thought like about it. Until I That's what years. I think it is. Because I think even what, that, like that, that so you would describe him as like the controlled monster. Yeah. I think so. I I agree. Because that, that's what I see when, when the way Jordan Peterson explains it, that's what I see is you you see guys, they're calm, they don't freak out, they never raise their voice, never. Like they, they're 100% contained at all times. That's time. what this guy was. He was, yeah. he was. You never, heard the the, you never heard the term always watch out for the quiet ones? It was, oh, mm-hmm. it was quiet. Yeah, and the thing is it doesn't have to be. That's what I kind of mean. He's, he's, he's not one quick to speak. He'll no, listen he before he talks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those things. It's It's... it's he commands a level of respect because he he doesn't show any type of stupidity, high intellect, really calm, very very smart, and that's exactly that. He he knew when it was time to open your mouth, and when it was time not to. He owned several chemical patents here in the U.S. and he lived yeah. in Mexico. Now go back another generation or two, probably two with this bunch. <laughs> that young. Uh-oh. When when I went to school. All your teachers had a paddle. Okay. And the paddles back then were about, yay long, 18 inches, 16, 18 inches long. And about an inch to inch and a half apart, they had three-eighths holes drilled in them in a paddle. I remember Seminole, those even Seminole still has kid. one. Really? Oh, yes. Seminole, if you go to Seminole <laughs> High School, Seminole School... You can sign a waiver at the beginning, or you have to sign a waiver at the beginning of the year yeah. if your kid can get peddled. But yes, they will tell you why, and they will call you when they get peddled. But they can get peddled in Seminole. 
Uh, but I respect at that, that time, a teacher didn't need a witness or nothing. Oh, you you know, got he, in trouble in class, they could snatch you up out of that seat, warm boy, your we butt, go and put you right back on it while it yeah. was still hot. That's what they do here <laughs> still. The only problem it is... Ma- again, it made you learn respect. It right. made you learn manners and know what you could do and what you couldn't do. So it taught you about accepting authority. I like, well, I, I, I like the idea that you have to call the parents because there's a lot of teachers who are not there for the kids anymore. Yeah. That used to be different. And the thing is, I think that that right there, even even mm-hmm. the paddle itself, it, it only worked on half of them. Yeah, no, it didn't work on me. No, I it didn't work beatings. on me either. Yeah. Holy shit, I got Yeah, I, I, I was one of the few like, it hurt like crazy. I'm sorry I did it. Tomorrow I'm going to do it again. I forgot. Oh, yeah. No, it, it, it just never that, phased my me. My dad, he, he could put on a good beating. Yeah. So would you rather get the beating or the talking to? I think the beating. The beating. It didn't last as long. Yeah. Josh yeah. was the same way. You, yeah. it, you suck it up. Man, did it suck. Yeah. But once it's done, move on. <laughs> I, I would rather be Prep physically hurt than yeah. mentally hurt. The worst ones were when teachers sat there and cried. I mean, you're so much better than this. I never had a teacher do that. <laughs> I, I don't have that. to worry I'm, about that. I made a teacher cry. Really? I did. How? Oh. What did I do? I can't remember what I did. You're broken, Aaron. Multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> it was multiple times. Why? I don't remember what it was. So I had teachers always tell me, Herman, you're so like you're so talented. I, and I'm always like, yeah, sure, whatever. Now looking back, now I know I am very talented. Yeah. Uh, what I don't understand now, like if the teachers did see it, why did you never try to bring it out where I could see it? Because I didn't see it yeah. back then. But a good teacher could have brought that out where I could see that I was talented. And that was wasting my time. But anyway, but this the, the school I went to, a private school in Nash State, which was most of those teachers were not really teachers. Well, because I think that's the way it is most of schools they were now. Well paid. Like, so I, where I, I live, um, it's hard to find teachers. Like the, the, the schools have a hard time getting teachers, and there's a bunch of reasons. Kids are a bunch of wild hoodlums. <laughs> like I told my kids the other day, like I hate it. Like I even hate the fact that it's like that, but. This generation right now is literally one of the most worthless generations there is. And it's sad well, to say that because... Uh, the thing is, so it's true because part of it is, first of all, kids don't get... Kids, a lot of times, don't have parents at home that teach them right from yeah. wrong. And then when the teachers try to do it, yeah. the they get, get reprimanded mad. from the parents. Yeah. Amen. That's wrong. I, like, we're, we're right now raising the generation that they claim... What is this last one? Gen Alpha? What? I well, think I that's what not. it is. That's no, I really think it, like you could look it up. I, I want to say we just passed Gen Z, so this generation being born now is like Gen Alpha or something like that. I read this the other day because one of my kids mentioned this. I'm sure, they call them something. No, like, well, I, I I told I'd see I told my kids, and I think is I I want them better than that. Like I I do. I I, Your I kids think, will be better. Well, than that. Yeah, we we have the opportunity to make this the best generation. Yeah, at the rate we're going, we we have made the worst generation. Because they don't understand justice. They don't understand discipline. They don't understand the simple cause and effect. So what has really changed? What, what has changed? The parents. Okay. It's, it's not the kids' fault. Not, not at all. It's our fault. Mm-hmm. But that's what, where we're at. How about like technology or like the way everything oh, around that, that plays a part of it. No. It's not all of it, but it has to play a part. No. <laughs> no. no. not? You know what? Uh, you're all wrong. Uh-oh. Okay. Messed up Enlighten us. This, this kids going south... And it saddens me to say this, but that all began with my generation. 
My yeah. generation. I think even prior. I think this has been a Vietnam, long streak. The Vietnam War and people coming home with all the drugs and everything. And that is when all this rebellion started in the schools. And they started with the, you couldn't pray in school. You couldn't, you couldn't pledge allegiance to the flag in school. And all of this out of control and disrespect began with my generation. And each generation, the kids have gotten worse because... Kind of the hippie era? Well, our teachers, like when I was there, you got in trouble. You get your butt paddled in a heartbeat. Yep. Then they got to reason against capital punishment, and they got against this. You ain't even supposed to spank your own kid. But yet God says right in the Bible, spare the rod and spoil the child. Amen. And it all started with me. I've got to watch this generation after generation with sadness in my heart that it was my generation that started all this rebellion which but and stuff and where we sit now i mean pointing fingers that's fine like that's where it came from that's fine but pointing fingers are where where it came from see i don't even see i don't don't think it's even then i think it's been stemmed even further i think it's it's been human nature to to rebel if you think about the whole hippie revolution yeah that's got to be where it started no i don't think so what started them but dude that was vietnam right there yeah but so you could say that started this but what started that there was something before that that started that i mean what started the war there was counterculture to the war Well, exactly but let's go back to the civil war go back that far we can find rebellion on both sides of that too what stirred that what stirred the pot there so so the, the civil war was for the people that were in it they seen it yeah but the people that were not involved in it they never seen the brutality the Vietnam War is the first war that was broadcast on TV. Where well, people see, seen it that were so not now you're saying that that um, a little bit of technology might have been at least part of the problem. Yes, not the problem. Okay, <laughs> what did you say just a minute ago? Technology had nothing to do with this. It, not in that's uh, not in the sense you're thinking. To a point, no, it is in the sense I'm thinking. You not are, in the sense you're thinking. Hey, you don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> you want to know what I'm thinking? There's there's the, <laughs> there's there's and this is a popular belief that. Uh, kids sitting watching TV all the time. That's not what I was thinking. Okay. Okay. So let me tell you what I was thinking. What were you thinking? We're gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna treat this just like COVID. Why was COVID such a big deal? Advertising. <clears throat> you remember when you were a kid? Let's talk about any disease that came before. None of them were advertised the same way. You remember a kid? Like as a kid, when things like measles, all of this stuff was came Cholera about. Cholera was in Mexico. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Which one? Yeah, a little bit. Cholera. Okay. So so that one. How did you hear about it? Oh, through the through all the the wives' tale, all the wives talk. That's right, gossip. Yeah. So it went oh, person to person to person. So it spread like People. like a fire going person to person. So it had to make contact with one to make contact with the next to make contact with the next. And it gets worse by everyone. Okay, how did COVID how did COVID spread? Well, it was media spread. That's right. Yeah. There's exactly what I'm talking about. Technology has put put it to where one person's opinion okay. gets widespread over such a large speed so fast but you know why that you know the only reason why that works you're right but the thing is the only reason that works is because there's not an authority where the kids feel like the, what the parents belief is not what they tell them what yeah. the parents believe has the authority above what they see on television oh i agree i think the, the, the parents still have a have a uh, somewhat say in that they should but the, but the thing is they don't well yeah they don't choose to 
Yeah, but because it, it's not about what you say; it's the way yeah. you live your life. In front yeah, of kids. well, yeah, the the the, te- the the lessons they learn from how yes. you live, and not so and, much and what you tell them. And that's fine. Like that goes into what you said, where where parents are not around a lot to teach their kids. That that's even that I don't think is that big of a factor. Well, I think it is, but I don't think it's necessarily that because you have to teach them the lessons. But even even for them to to live by your example, they have to see you. That means right. you have to be there for them to see it. I'm not saying go right, about but, your day and teach them, but even like we've talked about multiple times, where you say. The, the life you live is what your kids are going to see. Right. They, they have to see it. Yeah. So that, that's what I'm referring to. But now technology has gotten to the point that even these younger kids, even in school, I mean, what grade do they give them tablets and, and all this stuff and they've got online access? Right. And but that's the, been a hamper because they're getting news media and pop-ups at a to. young age. That's still on the parents. To an extent, I agree. Not, I mean, not completely. Yeah. But it's a big – because the thing is if – well, my son, Giovanni. Yeah. He is a hardcore Republican. I've backed off from him. He, the kid is more. Well, the thing is, that's good. It is, but it's, I mean, you got. I'm you more conservative, good. but yeah. that's that's the thing. You're more conservative than a Republican. Yes. How? I don't agree with everything Republicans say. Well, I think some are half full. I of don't shit. agree with half the crap that any of them say. There you go. Sometimes I wonder if I'm not libertarian, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, libertarians so. kind of talking about a Cummins. I could that's, never do it. Well, even though it's a good idea. If that's the point, you may, I might be. I'm not going to say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I'm on that one. Oh, that kind of makes, well, I think about like what your mind gets, like the information that comes into your mind. So yeah. back then, like kids grow up outside playing in the dirt. Yeah, uh, exactly. Like, that. like what what comes into your mind? You don't have to make decisions on no. on what. All not only that, but the stress that comes in with this this fear mongering that they kind of yeah. do. You didn't oh, get yeah. that. But you still oh, had yeah. problems, but it were different, yeah. different problems. Well, so the thing is, you would like your neighbor's kid would be like, hey, hey, yeah. I heard See, this. And then you, you would get that gossip. And yeah, that would be a struggle yep. because sometimes, you know, that would bring a little bit of instill a little fear. But. At that time, when you got scared, you would go ask your parents. Exactly. And there wasn't a million things you could Google, like WebMD, <laughs> that's going to tell you that if you're, you know, oh, yeah, I got a sunburn, but, man, that's stage three cancer. You're going to die. But, but that goes no. back to the parents. Yeah. yeah. My kids are on their tab- phones and tablets all the time. So could it go back to, like, but where's the, the kid's heart? But the, like, I think that is a part of it, but that comes from the parents. Yeah, but even exactly. the parents don't know themselves, you guys. That's there what I'm you talking go. about from generation to generation. That's the Our problem. parents He's have right. gotten lazier. <laughs> okay, we're we're in the middle of a recession. I don't care what the politicians We've been in say. the middle of a recession for 10 years. It seems yeah. that way. <laughs> but, uh, for, for a year and a half anyway. Our president gets on TV the other day and he goes, well, I think we're starting a re- uh, uh, into a recession. And I started laughing and I'm going... Where the hell have you been for the last year <laughs> when and a half at least? Yeah. We were doing good. In, and yeah, so we were coming. To. We were just coming out of recession when yeah. they kicked Trump. But but it all boils down to the parents, and this thing's going to get tough. See, but that's also why kids are so easily fearful, is because the parents are the same way. Yeah, the, but I the agree. parents don't even know. You're right. The I parents that. don't. If this thing gets tough, the parents don't even know how. To survive, right? That one there, he'll survive. He knows how to do something. Right? He's going to go kill him a rabbit to eat or whatever. <laughs> this thing could get ugly like the depression did. Right. Well, see, I think why the reason why the parents and this this is not on like the parents. It's easy to point the finger at the parents. I don't think it's done on purpose or they don't even know it. Just thinking about myself, like I to today with that pack car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had that file. You asked me this one's going to work. I told you, yeah. 
I had no idea, but I was tired of working, messing with it. <laughs> We're going to try it. But and that's that's the way. When I first started tuning, that's the way we did with everything. I I erased so that's many. Basically, the way we're doing things now. <laughs> yeah, but but I, like you do, I tend to shy away from it, and that's why, like a lot of this, I'm asking for help from John and, and some of my friends in tuning that I already know. Yeah. It's it's like that. I don't know where Marcia got this from. She said usually somebody asks a question, they already have a good answer. Yeah, that one stuck with me. I was reading a, a psychology thing the other day. Uh, they said if you're ever stuck between two decisions, you can't make up your mind. Flip a coin, and about halfway before that thing hits the ground, you're already going to be hoping for one. That's your answer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Oh. The thing is, we just don't trust ourselves, and the thing that happened, I believe that happens because of comfort. So when I started tuning, I had we had made a lot of money. It really, I did it just because it was fun because I wanted a challenge. That's yeah. all I did it for. So, but now money's gotten tighter. And just like parents, most parents work for nine to five, a nine, some, some nine to five. Yeah. And uh, there is the, the money is already in a budget that's going to be there at the end of the week. And so much goes for retirement and whatever else. And there is no, the, everything is laid out. They, they don't have to, they don't take risk anymore. And it's not that they intentionally get there. You're, you will do that on your own if you, if you, if the circumstances are set before yeah. you like that. Man, I must be doing a good job of, of living in faith because I don't plan a budget. Yeah, I hope for the best. <laughs> Did it ever not work out? No, I'm still here. <laughs> no. <laughs> the thing is that that's you know that's that's become an honest mindset for me. Um, I've got family that does. They they budget, they save like crazy, you know, and, and then it's one of those things, you know, a big thing comes up, somebody wants, and you gotta sit there and freak out about whether or not you can afford it. I don't live like that. I have no reason to. We work hard for what we do. We might as well have fun with what we have. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I, I didn't uh, call that reckless, but that's the American dream. We're here to we're here to live, have fun, and be free. And if that that's not if that's not what I'm doing, then I must be in Canada, and you, I just don't know it. You said the right thing. You're living by faith. Yeah, yeah. and that's what if that whole book is about: is living by faith, yep. having faith in God for Absolutely. every little thing. That's what we were Matter talking about fact, yesterday. True story. How do, how do the birds, whatever, eat? You know, yeah, this, this yeah like you don't even have like the birds don't even worry about what yeah. they're so why should harvest we? They don't store. And, it, and some of you he probably ain't even going to remember this and him and Mike, him you better try harder to remember but the okay. but the millenniums <laughs> do you know what they're calling the millenniums back oh. in 2000 the computers were spo everything had gotten turned over to computers and everything Okay. And everything. Y2K. I was so excited. I was thinking we we're gonna go back to riding horses. <laughs> I remember that. Like, that was my thing. Is like if the computers crash, no. we we're gonna have to get a horse. <laughs> but, uh, well, that was a possibility then too. But they had. I, I mean, I was in construction. We we took thirty and forty. 30 by 40 shops, built them, and then turned them into nothing but grocery stores. I was in Pagosa Springs, Colorado, and then people had lots of money. Literally turned them into grocery stores. Eight-foot shelves, they were two-foot, two-foot wides where you could stack, and they filled them. And I had some people ask me, a friend of mine, a Christian brother, actually, one day, he said, Jerry, Ain't you guys going to do anything to get get ready for millennium? And I said, no, it's going to be what God wants it to be anyway, for one. And I said, two, 
if them computers crash and burn, it ain't going to take them storekeepers two or three days to figure out how to get a piece of paper out, write it down. Yeah. They yep. better figure it out or else they lose their ass off. Yep. Uh, uh, and, and you'll be able to buy groceries again. See, I said uh, I may go buy a can of, of potted meat and a can of Vienna sausages and five five gallon of gas because in two or three days it's going to be okay anyway yeah. yeah but it goes it goes back to uh to supply and demand demand mm-hmm. is there somebody will supply it yeah yeah, yeah. definitely it's always been and yeah we uh i was just excited for the fireworks <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> we never got fireworks in mexico oh, okay what yeah, I remember that. Like, I remember the school. So like when the 2000 camera? Or like, yeah, what is Y2K. 1999, December 31st. Everybody's freaking out. Tonight at midnight, the computers are going to crash. The entire world's going to end. Well, in, right, right, I just right, remember yeah. thinking there was a there was a rumor that the computers couldn't go past 2000. Yeah, which that's was what bullshit. it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that must oh, have been a computer I that was I like... I remember that part of it. The yeah. size of this... This building the person who figured the math on that probably did it on a calculator. It was obviously wrong. <laughs> <laughs> or he did it on or paper. Was that was the problem. He didn't have <laughs> <use> a computer. <laughs> well, a lot of the problem is reading the internet and believing everything it says. Well, you know what Abraham Lincoln yeah, said. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Mean, it's got to yeah. be right if it's on the internet. That's right. right? That's what Abraham Lincoln said. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You better believe it. <laughs> yeah. that, that's like that's my favorite meme. Any anything on the internet, believe everything you read on the internet. That's what Abraham Lincoln said. But it's, yeah. I, I think, like, especially the, the way, so somebody said this a while ago, that our, our, even our school systems are set up for kids to get used to the grind of a nine-to-five. I never mm-hmm. thought about it, but it's true. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah, I could see that. Get but you, you know what? You know the, the, where, they, where they get that spot on? They fit the, uh, the bill 100% to that. They make kids hate school. And that's going to get carried into that workplace. They're going to go do a job they hate, 9 to 5, like you said, because they're required to do so. Well, and if you think about it, like a lot of the, the a lot of very successful people did not have any schooling. Pete Clausen. Yeah. Do you know he can't write his own name? No, I didn't. KMC? Yeah. He, he signs checks. But, yeah, he doesn't write them. He don't know how. Hmm. Yes, very well, successful. Is, how many customers don't come to the shop and do the exact same thing? Yeah. I get, I don't know about Hans Fair, but I guarantee Hans Fair hasn't had more than maybe... Yeah, Hans Fair can read and write. Junior, yeah, right. But he's, yeah. I don't think he has, like... In, a lot of Did he finish high school? I doubt it. Did anybody here finish high school? I no. did. No, I did. You did? I've actually got uh, a two degrees in college. Man, I never went to college. But I've got like out. I finished like eleventh. <laughs> but I did not set foot as in you Canadians call it until I was. I probably had my grade eleven. <laughs> I, I, so, but the thing is, in a lot of ways, so what? Aaron, did you get your grade twelve? No, I okay. got my grade nine. Oh, okay. There you go. Then I went to go work. I, I See, that, that's, that's like grade eight yeah. guy, roughly. <laughs> I made it through uh, halfway through my senior year, and you got me ahead. beat. Yeah. Halfway through, I thought I was a bad person, and here I find no, I was uh, I was seventeen. You're second highest yeah. educated here. Here, here I was I, I was seventeen. That's scary. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no third. Both of them have a. Oh, he's yeah. got a college degree. He's got a diploma. Jerry's next. I so, but the thing is, I think for me, what big part a big part of what made me uh, see it through 
when we started when I started the business was well I guess it wasn't there wasn't any options there was plenty of options because I had I could go anywhere <laughs> be a mechanic yeah. I don't know I guess it was just uh, I don't know what it was honestly uh, yeah I do it was I didn't I liked my job I liked being a mechanic so that's what did it that's why we're going to succeed at what we're doing now yeah. we like the idea yeah. it's going to be fun <laughs> That's, I wish I took, somebody's using my phone. If <clears throat> I have a picture in this yeah. phone right here of, um, oh, you, you, you're using the other camera. So I'm going to, I'm going to turn this off for a bit. Okay. Um, I took a picture of it and hopefully I can find it real quick. What'd you take a picture of? Oh, your that, shirt? my shirt. Oh, the go fast, don't die. Yeah. And it says 20 years from now, will you be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than the ones you did do? And that, that's a pretty obvious answer. Yeah. Which, yeah. which one you'd pick. But that includes the ones you think you won't succeed. If you didn't do them, you won't remember them. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And you might regret not trying it. That's, uh, yeah, which in the next podcast we'll talk a little bit about what's going on in the shop. But that's when you and Mikey, you were talking about them. Like, shit, if I had it my way, I'd pump the brakes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to see Question that coming. For you. <clears throat> which, which is more significant to you now than the things that you did but you failed or the things that you did that you prospered? Which one actually told taught you the most about life? Well, I don't think you can have one without the other. You can't have. I, to, what the, where I'm at now, there was a lot of failing to get there. They're they're interconnected. I don't think you can have one without the other. They're they're especially like Hans Fair successful, and even Bob. I don't I don't know Bob's story. I Bob plan on being bigger than that successful. But like these guys, they gotta have some. Oh, they some do pretty they, bad stories. You know, the thing is, I don't think it's even that you have to have a bad story. But they're there. Yeah, there, there's probably there's some probably worse than others. There. Yeah, exactly. But I, I think it's uh, some of those guys probably have a, a very strict mindset of once we start, we just don't stop and we continue yeah. on regardless. And I, I think that's kind of what we were talking about with this whole ordeal is. When the decision is made, this is what we're doing. We're going to have to sit there and say, you know what? Sometimes it might suck. Sometimes it's going to be really good. But the fact is we have a game plan. We figured 2023, we have a plan for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like the podcast I listened to, like with your no. goal, goal post that stuck with me. Like you set a goal post and you don't move it until yeah. you get there. Yeah, till we hit that. Till you hit that. But see, then, that also only works if you truly want it. Yeah. Like if you have yeah. a deep down we desire do. for it. Yeah. And hey, I believe that. But because the thing is, I did that with, with a few things we wanted to do last year. Yeah. But the thing you, is, that, that goes to, to be in here. Yeah. yeah. Because that goes to what we talked about is sometimes we want something or we say we do. And for just about a month or so, we push and then we let back. Right. Because it's not a deep down desire. Well, sometimes I don't think it's even that. Sometimes I think uh, our, our flesh gets the best of us and it says, you know what? This doesn't seem like it's working. We were okay. Let's go back to okay. So let me ask you then. You should probably do this for the other podcast, but ah, this is important. While it's, while it's what fresh. about the engine building? Oh, it's coming. But this is going to lead to that. I think so. Because we need trucks to build engines. We need engines to fill into trucks. Right. We need trucks on the roads that they need require engines. I'm convinced. <laughs> yeah. You convinced. You yeah. joined the goalposts. <laughs> there you go. 
Welcome I, to the field. I just... <laughs> <laughs> I, Indio always says, you know, I'm the art... Because he, he went to some guy that explains it pretty well. He says you have kind of the guy that... You have one guy at the top that's the artist. He can't paint for shit, but he, he has a picture in, here, in mind. Yeah. 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 Maybe not like that, but it's something like that. And uh, But mine seems to have... have uh, transferred to YouTube. You guys becoming the artist now. We've got plans. Our plans are for us to prosper and for you to prosper. Yeah, that's the... Uh, th- this is this is like, like for us, I don't think there's anybody in the shop who wants to get rich on their own. That's not what the goal is. The goal is this is this is all of us. So that's what Sarah asked me the other day, like when we were talking about commission, like when we were changing the, the pay oh, for yeah. the shop, yeah. she asked me, what about DS performance? I think we're going to stay that way, so guys most of the time make more more than you do yeah but for time which that's like one side of the coin too because yeah. i get to go a lot of places on the company's dime because it's tax deductible so that the guy that works there can't do that but overall almost everybody and i i, I, tend, I think i make sure that every trip you take is a business trip yeah, <laughs> like water plowing. No, like uh, yeah, even that. Yeah, even that. No matter what he does, I've usually got a question. And it's like call him, hey Herman. And you know the 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 second. I think sometimes probably the only reason you answer is the second I answer this, this becomes a business trip. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now it's a tax write off. I, I, I actually can't get myself to turn off the phone. No, and I'm the same way. That's terrible. Yeah. You know that that's a good and bad thing. It's a good thing for business. It's bad in everything else. It, it's a lack to, of discipline. To a point, though, because the thing is, I also know that I have somebody in place that won't easily call me. Yeah. I mean, like, back when it was just um, me and Abe, really, but then Abe would take care of it. But, yeah, when, like, when I would run everything, then then it was bad. Now, I don't get that many phone calls. I really don't. Yeah. If, if it is something, it's, it's usually quick, which... Also, I have enough discipline now that if, like, if I'm out on a date night with my wife, I'll text you. I'll call you back. Yep. Or if it's an emergency, I'll make it quick and tell yeah. you. But which on those days, I try to leave you alone. Right. That's we, what, that's I, what I'm I've kind of learned the ones that that way. This is one of those days they got something going on. We're just gonna fix it or break it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I like that attitude anyway. Yeah. I really do. I wish. I and it's I don't know. It seems that the norm is that you get away from them. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you know what? You only break a few. This is true because they're expensive enough. Oh yeah, yeah. You learn real quick and hurry. Oh, yeah. Like that costs us so much money. We're not doing that anymore. Yes. Now we know what to do. Yeah. That's, now, that's like this whole Freightliner thing that we've been dealing with. We we've, we've been steadily working away from that. Now we've got a lot of it figured out, and and we're not requiring people anymore. Like it's it's one of those things. Like we've screwed up a few. We've had to go back from scratch. We've even had to have the dealer fix our screw ups. That's a tough one to swallow, <laughs> but we've worked away from that. Which, you know, well, yeah, now we're now we're getting away from our whole topic. Let's get back on it. <laughs> yeah, not really. How do you deal with your struggles? How do you not get angry? Yeah. dude, do you know how many times sometimes I get angry at like th- this used to not be Man, this. I don't this remember him getting angry really? Who me? No, I do. I used to not suffering when you you said the suffering suffer, the suffering. Okay. You combine the two like being good and suffering. When you combine them to, are you really suffering then? Or is it in your mind that No, you're, I think you still are. Oh, no, you're still suffering. But the thing is, it creates, I think if, because, so the way that is written in Romans, it yeah. says you have joy. I am still trying to figure out how do you differentiate between joy and happiness? Because it says joy, not happiness. 
And I think before you start to dif- differentiate in English, you better go far enough back to find that exact same word. Either like you use the Strong's a lot. Go back to the Hebrew and find it, and make sure because sometimes you get it lost in translation. Yeah. It might be the exact same word. I don't think so. It might not be, but but find out. Because I've learned that a lot. Because you can't be happy in in misery. Well, the thing is, there's places in the Bible where you find the word angry and you find the word wrath and things like that. And and they mean they're the exact same word in Hebrew. But in the English translation, they use two different words. Also, a lot of times the reason is because even though it's the same word, depending on the context, they might mean something else. It could be. But a lot of times, I think it's just lost in translation. I I, I think it goes both ways. Because if you use a root word that's in Hebrew... Even when you use it in a different context, chances are the the Hebrew language wasn't that as expanded as like now modern English and stuff because we've made up about a million words that don't mean nothing, like uh, like sus or uh, what's sus? It's suspicious. Suspicious. Why the heck can't somebody just say suspicious? What's the other one? You know which one pisses me off? Like my kids know. We're talking about be angry and sin not. (laughs) Bussin. But what? Bussin. What, what the heck is bussin? Watch, if my wife is listening to this, I'll hear about this tonight. Bussin. I, I, I'm guessing it's spelled B-U-S-S-I-N. Like, there's all these guys, like, on Facebook, they're eating food. Mmm, that's bussin. No, that's oh, stupid. No. It tastes good. That's what it means. Say it right. <laughs> I've never heard that. But that's what I'm saying. They've screwed up English. So yeah. how, how much has been mm. lost in translation? Because Don't people just Jerry screwed this. up He'll English. Really if you start saying bussin, we're going to have problems. What did you say? <laughs> okay, we gotta bring we gotta bring up the headphones deal. What did you say earlier with the oh, when you set your headphones on? Me putting these on? Yeah. yeah, it's like putting silk stockings on a hog. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you notice that's a true English saying using words, and he gets a whole sentence out, and he doesn't try to short it out and say that's us. Not just that. Nobody, you you could you could be a, a second. You could be a three-year-old and you know what he said. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but in, in modern English, like we've... I can't even talk to kids. <laughs> I'm sure glad he knows my age now. And then you get into the <laughs> texting lingo like when they start... Oh, I can't do that. Oh, no. Well, uh, my, so yep. my, my era started that. Your era I'm sucks. Not game. <laughs> We're the same era. So, I know. so you guys are saying you want to learn Spanish. Well, Herman, you're good at Spanish. But then imagine the texting in Spanish. Oh, no. You know what? I want to learn. I want to learn to speak it. I do not want to learn to read and write it. <laughs> I, you, I just, spe- you should go the opposite. Learn to read and write it. And then you speak it because it's spoken exactly the way it's yeah. written. That's well, I've seen nice. that because that's one thing like going through the catalog and stuff. Yeah. When we go through those parts. Like, yeah, that was yeah. pretty cool. You you read it exactly like that. And then yeah, you, it's, it, it, it makes it. sense. It might have a heavy, uh, heavy <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, ask, ask Nick. He gets pissed at me all the time. Like whenever we try to, I try to say something in Spanish, he'll be like, how is that? I know I'm white. I'm from Texas. I am not Mexican. I'm not, not denying that. No, nope. be glad I don't say jalapeno. <laughs> how many? How many of you guys as kids can write cursive? My oldest can. I'm not sure if the other two can. I think Joanny can too. I don't know about yeah. Joshua. Joshua didn't finish school. We, at Christmas time, we got a big shock from our daughter, granddaughter, 13 years old. She's homeschooled. Her mother thinks she's the most intelligent human being in the world. Is it true? No. <laughs> when you find, I don't know why you, I asked the question. When you, when you find some of the smartest guy in a pile, the guy that thinks he's the smartest, you're really looking at the dig, biggest dumb butt in. <laughs> but I found myself in there somewhere. <laughs> anyway, 
Grandma gave her a card and she said, you know, Grandma, I really love your birthday cards and your Christmas cards, but she says, I can't ever read them. And Grandma said, so what? What do you mean you can't read them? She said, I can't read cursive and you always write them in cursive. Oh. And she's 13 years old. I had to learn how to do cursive. And yeah, never. Man, we had to learn cursive in second or third grade. What was second, that other one that, that the old uh, old colony had? Oh, um, so for, for us, I don't remember. Dietrichraff. Oh. Yeah, Dietrichraff. Can you do that? No. I can't. I used to. I still can. Most of what? it. What? Oh, yeah, I can do it. That's Not cool. all of it, but I can do it. That, like, that's do cool. what? There, so so right growing up, um, we had to learn basically two types of cursive. So you have print, and then you have cursive, which in German they call what Latinch, something yeah, like that. So it might be a Latin. Yeah, and then you have uh, Dietrichraff, which is. But that's the, the one German I was talking about. Isn't that the, the Latin one? Oh no, really? that's written no, no, no. weird. I think like Latinch is the normal cursive that we oh. use, and then the other one was we always called the Dietrichraff. No, yeah. the Latinch is the weird one. There's books written that print yeah. it that way. I can write that. I'm not good at it anymore. And there's a couple of letters. I'm trying to think which ones I wouldn't remember. I don't remember the B. Like, it's a little different. But the majority of it, yeah, I remember it. it was, yeah, you know which one always got me? The E. You remember how to do the E? It's a triangle and then an upside down triangle. That was the what? E. Yeah. Hey, uh, Can I borrow this? Let me see that. What? Your little sticky notes. Yeah. The, the, uh, in Latin or the... the no, nah, the, the Dietrichstraff. Oh, see, now there's something I had never even thought of in my life was... Two different, other than, I only knew of two ways to write, print or cursive. Yeah. Like now that. I find out there's more. That was an E. What? Well, I did yeah. too, because the Chinese, it's it's all different. <laughs> well, you knew about it. We didn't write it. Yeah. Oh. No, uh, I. Oi. 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 That, that's a little Irish. Oi. Oi. No, it is. It is an E. Heineken. It's an E. No, in English, it's an E. In English, it's an I. No, 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 no. no. The I was just like a regular I. Not in high German. Yes. High German E was an I. No, no, no. It was it was, tr- was it was e. pronounced that way. No, it's it's A, B, C, D, E. Oh, boy. It depends where you go. Yeah. What? Because oh, the 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 Okinia said ah, like and they Renlanda said oh, really? Yeah. I didn't so know that. That's what I was always taught. And then and I went to Renlander. I went to the Renlander Academy for a little while. Academy. It sounds all <laughs> fancy, right? <laughs> Sucky school. It was oh boy soy doy, and then it was ah be se, like depending de, where you went. De. It was different dialects, but it was just two different uh, denominations of church that they taught two different ways. But the Hugh Dietrichraff that is an E, which in German would be oi. A. No. Nicht. Ah. No. A. A was uh, uh, like like real Hochdeutsch. It's an A. A. No. Ah. It's an ah. Yeah. See, we we were never taught A. Huh. It was I, and then you got to to I, and a. it was E. Still to this day. And I then like, a. how did you say, say. Y? E E E E E E E E or what was it in Hochdeutsch? Yacht. No, 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 no. That was plot each. Yeah, yeah. Uh, epsilon. Schlo- epsilon. Yeah, Epsilon. Yeah. Epsilon. Oh, what? Epsilon. I've never heard. No, never yeah, heard. I heard one. that one. Yeah. Which, so his mom was 
She was German. straight up Hukdich, yeah. like like real so Hukdich. I grew up German, it's, speaking it's high German. German. That was okay. like my first language. See, but see, you guys spoke it pure. What we taught, what yeah. we learned oh, was it. like what yeah, what see. Spanish is here, Tex-Mex. Yeah, that's it's true. not true Spanish. Yep. See, yeah, there's your eye. Oh, we don't have true Spanish. No, but see, that Mexico. that's that's cursive. That's a cursive eye. That's not Hukdich. That's how I learned it. That's just cursive. My that's kids can do that. At least my what. Okay, I will find it. I still have one of my charts somewhere that has the entire huge teacher alphabet. Do um, search for, like, what was the other one? Latin. Latin. Uh, do you remember the extra letters that are in German that are not in English? I do not. No? There is S, S, Schluss, S, S, Sat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't remember having to do you all that crap? Them. You must have had those because we didn't have them. No? They're oh, not actually. Yeah. It must have been in the Rhineland Academy. Yeah, it must have been the, in the And it could I'm be that they dropped them off of the, the, like, the true like the Hukdich. Oh, really? Well, no, no, no. And Hukdich, you didn't have them. But in Plotich, you did. Right? Ah. If I remember correctly. Ah. Yeah, it was, it was just long. See, we didn't have to learn Plotich. Plotich, yeah. We no, weren't allowed okay. to speak Plotich. Really? No. I got my mouth washed with soap. Really? Countless times. You know what the hardest thing for me to learn was when they tried to teach me high German? Not the cuss. <laughs> I, I don't know. I still don't think I could do that. Like, like cuss. I don't think I remember any of the bad words. <laughs> I don't think I ever learned any. But like, do you remember going to like? Did you ever go to? I guess in Mexico, in your German schools are the same way. Do you ever try to try, tell your teacher you need the bathroom? Like, we were not allowed to speak in English. I spent my entire life in public school. <laughs> no, hey, no, <laughs> How do you say it in high German? <laughs> yeah. Well, how do you how do you ask you to go to the bathroom? Can I? Can I? No, then bathroom again. It wasn't washroom. I don't remember how they said it now. No. It was something weird like that, it, 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 but it, it wasn't washroom. It was something else that they made us say. But I remember you had to do that. You had to get up and in front of the entire class ask the only way you could go. Oh, snap. Oh, man, that sucked. Yeah, because I couldn't speak German for crap. <laughs> my German was probably the same accent that so I used in So this was like Spanish. high German then, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think I can't do. It. I can read it very clearly, but I can't speak. I could do it enough. I could speak to somebody, in it, yeah, but yeah. It, I have to really try. See, Zach, and they still speak high German at home. Yeah, yeah, they they do. Just, what was about just straight Latin? What was the show for just Latin? Lat, not cursive, like just Latin. Uh, Latin script. Yeah, that's probably it. I don't think so. Maybe the teacher bastardized that too. Oh. <laughs> <probably>. <laughs> What was that thought? No, that's not it. Well, speaking of language, I know Pete was uh, talking about how anger and wrath and things can mean the same thing. Yes. Well, when you write in Hebrew, it's not from left to right. It's from right to left. And it's a symbolic. So every line you you see is like if you're speaking a story. And so when you read it, the bottom sign is basically like me going, oh, okay. I began this and I got to heal. Then all of the scribbles and dots, all me explaining the story. So it cuts off at times. I love that language. That's what I had learned. And I love that one. That's the end of the thought. So it's like Whitson, he speaks about anger 
if you actually read it in the Hebrew script, it would be like me saying I got angry at the, the this guy because he did this, as in a story being told. Right. Yeah. But that's uh, that's no different than now, really. No, it's not. But the th- thing is, is when they did the. Uh, the translation, um, a lot of what they did is they read the storyline and they said, okay, which one of our words best fits this? Right, yeah. And then the, they put that in there. And he is actually read side. It was the same thing. But all the language now is just different. Yeah. Well, not only that, how many times was it translated? Well, Before it made it to us. <clears throat> That's why see I... See here. It, it was full. So it went from actually... Because Mamatsosis start, started the Masoret Sadik. Um, then it went through Aramaic, then Greek, then Latin. Then it actually went through German... Well, then and, it, depending and now it's who, in English. Depending still who did it. So you, you said you started from <clears throat> the mosaic to the Aram, Aramaic and then into the Greek. But somewhere in there, depending on the translation, there was a Hebrew one in there yet too that, that uh, was written right about the same time as the Greek. So depending which translation you're reading, it comes from either what the, the Greek Septuagint or the oh. lexicon. Well, this is also why, like usually when I study, I use New American Standard. That's what I've started a it's lot. Written, it's written. Um, it's there's three three different ones, but it's written in a lot of ways to where as as closely direct translated from the original manuscripts as possible. No. And then if you if you use that with the the translation, the the the, the passion translation. Mm-hmm. Uh, with those two, I usually get a pretty good idea of what they're trying yeah, to get I'm not, not really a fan of the Passion Translation, but I like I the... Huh? I am. Big yeah, guy. well, I, I know you are, but I, I like my New King James. But the I thing don't. is, there's a lot lost in that translation, and a lot of people yeah. argue that because, man, I, I seen guys on Facebook the other day going back and forth because somebody was talking about the NLT, and I think they were about ready to burn that dude down. <laughs> like people yeah. get mad and say what's well, king james version for me but people don't take into account look at the history of the ki- actual king james version bible yeah. it's by no means the original script and a lot of people are are really like if you read anything else that's heresy well, but isn't that the people that are st- well strict traditional they're stuck in this in this version of christianity yeah and if somebody questions that in any way then uh, they they're lose their mind the oh yeah we're gonna have another reformation we're gonna start <laughs> burning people to stake but, so, one second. I le- if you ever get a chance, listen to and I think it's a podcast. He does some audiobooks. But, uh, Dan Carlin, he has a podcast called uh, "The Prophets of Doom." Okay, and it explain it, it explains kind of from the Reformation, from <coughs> where where Martin Luther rebelled and, and you know these different priests rebelled against the Catholic Church. No, what that led to. And it led to a lot of killing, and they were all sanctioned, and they were all done because oh, yeah. they were Christian. Yeah. And that's like now we've from that like it's it's also something we were talking about earlier. Like Jerry talking about like his the generation before him, very angry. Now I've gotten the exact opposite of that. 
not ang- no no angry. <laughs> yeah. Where everything flies and we don't say nothing. It's not good either. And that's what they did. Like they they would. He actually says he said if 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 someone had chopped your head off, that was considered uh, humane. It was yeah. So you got yeah. off easy. Yep. Well, he's look at like history. History's gruesome. Oh yeah, and, oh, and, yeah. and this, like Christianity. And, is, oh yeah. This, this this whole prophets of doom. It's yeah. all about from where our Christian where our Christianity stems from. The the Mennonite version of it, the the Christian whatever Baptist, yeah. all of them. This is where we all come from. Ste- you know, branched off of. Yeah, this is it where we've gone to the last couple of murderous. the last couple of podcasts we've been on. Where where we going back and forth. But it, it all stems from that area because oh, yeah. that's where a lot of these what we call founding fathers of, of modern Christianity and came from. There was bloodshed. Oh yeah, it how, was terrible. How, how many of you have watched the Passion of Christ? Oh yeah, I've seen it. I've watched it with my kids. I need to watch it again. I watched it when it came out. I watched it like a little over a year ago. All three of my kids watched it. Me, my wife, and all three kids. Like it's one of those things. It's violent there, and it's gruesome, there, but they need to see it. You, Everyone does. You probably don't know this, but there is so many traditional old religious tradition people in this world yet that will not watch the passion oh yeah my parents i think were to this day because tell me it, was, it wrong. was too violent and this and that but you sit down and you read your bible and you look at what they're saying in yeah. there it was a violent time. Not just yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like the, the, this podcast, uh, the Prophets of Doom, he talks about the forms of torture. They would, they would cut your belly open to where your entrails would come out, and put them back in and try to get you back to re, to, to decent health and do it all over again four yeah. or five times before they would actually well, let you die. There's there's a whole uh, museums in, in is it England or wherever where they actually have a. But these were Christians the, doing it. Well, so called. Yeah. The thing I don't is, that's think what can, they knew. Yeah, I know. They it, really believed that. That was well, the thing is, it was, it was the Roman Catholic Church, which was the ultimate. The, the, this, the, this was branching off of the Catholic Church already. But the ones that the, the Reformation and stuff was the Catholic Church taking care of all the heretics. But the thing is, outside of that, it happened. Plenty of that happened too. I'm sure it because did. so many different. That's what I'm saying. Like if he, he uh, gets all that from. Um, text biblical or text from from historical text. Yeah, yeah, not biblical, but yeah, no, not biblical, but the historical text. But the thing is, that's where our, our Bible was translated. Like, and he even says, like Martin Luther. There was one thing that Martin Luther he says nobody can say whether he expected it or not. But Martin Luther kind of basically said the Bible is there for everybody to interpret what it should look like for them. Yeah, and he said that's where all this started. People would interpret it one way, yeah. somebody else would interpret it a different way, and they all knew they were exactly right, and they would kill each other over it. I think that's kind of where we're at today. Exactly. We just now do it with words instead of with spears and knives. Well, it's just because you don't want to be labeled a bad person. Yeah. About that. That's kind of what it is. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And that that's illegal. If it wasn't illegal, they'd probably do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah. So, Let's be glad. Like, you ever watch the movies The Purge? Think about it. They're still doing it. Oh, they yeah. are. Just well, in, just, in America, not just as bad. Look around. But, like, like you guys on. ever seen the movies The Purge? Like, I'm sure everybody mm-hmm. here is at least somewhat familiar with what they are. Like, so... You imagine that how many Christians would take part of that if that was a real thing? That's a scary thought. That's so. I think it would take probably fifty to hundred years, and it would become a norm for Christians. Do you think it'd even take that long? I think it would take that long. I'm not sure. I think it depends on, on depends on which denomination. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But yeah, I, I, I fifty could, years doubtful. The thing is, there's too much of what because the, the like the way let's say in another fifty years I'll still be alive. Okay. So. I couldn't see myself doing it. My kids, hardly. Maybe a little bit. 
Yeah. Their kids, I could see it. So you're probably looking at about 100 years, I would say. Because I, I think it's one of those things. I think I know you enough to say that me and you would be at risk that, that we would partake in it, but not in the same way that, that we think. <laughs> Um, not would, not in the way that we willingly go kill, but at the same time, nobody would come near mine. True. So we would true. be partaking yes. nonetheless. No, we would. So I, that's why I say per, Christians yeah, would. But more protection, not e- Exactly, but Christians so would. Because I mean, if someone came to your house in a situation like that where all hell broke loose and it was legal, would you allow someone to come in your house and, and do harm to your family? No. Exactly. Not Christians would. They would participate. So is, is that then where the, the text comes in from the Bible that... Jesus says, if you have a cloak and you don't have a sword, go something. Well, I think so. I think, you know, uh, protection of your family is your job. God gave you that family, and you're, it's your job to protect that's them and right. lead well, that's, them. Cause it, and that's, which could also go to, and like I said, uh, earlier, I think, well, we and I talked about it. I don't know if me and you talked about it. Marcy or Lisa. Somebody posted this on the on the uh, website for, for the Hope Center. Uh, a story about two farmers. They both prayed for rain. One after it rained, or as soon as he was done praying, he went and prepped his field. Next day it rained. And the one guy was ready to plant. The other guy, well, he hadn't prepped his ground. So praying and sitting there waiting for it to fall in your lap is not, is, is, is not. That goes to like the tuning, what you were saying. You just went for it. You're already in faith. It was going to work. Yeah. yeah. You have to. If you don't but go pray. Why pray for it if you're not going to go prepare for the rain? Yeah. So I had a... But it's, it's, it's uh, for me, anyway, it's not the norm. It's not my norm to, to go and challenge it. Like uh, the, My the norm is, is I want to see a clear answer and a sure thing before I'll go do it. But that's not healthy. It, that'll, you become lazy and, and you become fearful. Have you, you, you've seen about laying the fleeces. Yes. Uh, I've actually done that several times and seen, and been with some friends of mine when we've done that in the past. And, and we would get our answer for sure. But lay a, if you was praying for this, but you didn't know what you was doing, lay a fleece out there. If you do this. Then we know it's of you, and this is what we're to do, and it works. It it really works. That that works with what we were going on at the shop. That's a really yeah. old-fashioned answer to. Because we we've been wanting to do it. We were working the trucks to do it, and we were thinking a month. What happened today? We got a week. But not just so. The reason a reason a lot of this. A lot of the reason this don't work is because people give up on the belief of what God set out for their rights for them to do a long time ago. Right. And it has nothing to do with technology or nothing like that. that it goes it goes back totally to our own personal relationship yeah. with Jesus Christ and the way we live our life and the amount of faith we put towards Christ. So, are you saying that just because technology has changed, Jesus hasn't? Amen. Exactly. Because yeah. back then, they a hundred percent. It's a simple. He it's said, it sounds simple, but it's blank. true. He yeah. said, point blank, my word is true, yesterday, today, and forever. See, because there's something also I came up in my mind once is like. Uh, when people go through hard times, they a lot of times will 
quote he, uh, Job. Oh, yeah. And it's it's usually it's used in a context of he was very miserable. No, usually people will not talk about how he got it back seven times, yeah. but that's beside the point. What what I asked myself or asked Marcia that that time like, so it says the evil one came among God's sons and accused Job. What's to say he doesn't do that to this day? Oh, he does. Exactly. Then why shouldn't we expect hardship? You know, I, 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 I think I, he I, does, but I don't you, think he does nearly as often as he used to. You, I think we've been trained well enough to do a lot of that ourselves. Uh, nah. You mentioned Job. I've That's been, a big hammer, Pete. I've been living the, the book of Job for at least the last 12 or 13 years. If, if things that actually happened that are actually scripture out of of job that this happened this happened this happened which we got to be coming to the end before long mm -hmm. but there's a lot of days i've looked back and going god i feel like i'm living just like job right because yeah. in the, uh, the pastor mentioned can, this the devil still hasn't gotten my soul and that's the one thing God said he couldn't have. So that that's actually something I've thought I've thought about too. Like we we've had financial issues for a while. And and it seems like now it's creeping into DS performance as much as these solutions. But uh I, like there's times I'm just tired of it. And but then I think about it, like what else is there? I don't know. I'm sticking it out. Well, that's kinda of what me and you were talking about, was it yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about it's just a season that's going to pass. I think so. But the thing is, even if it's not, what else is there than trusting God? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We won't ever go another way. <laughs> yeah. What's the alternative? There isn't one. Yeah. No. It's we, all we got. We, we've staked too much into it. We're not going to stop. Turns pretty bright then, yeah. right? Yeah. The alternative sucks far more. Yeah. Well, there isn't really one. I, sure I, there I, is. I there is an alternative. We could all shut down and go home. And that's go a depressing thought. That would yeah. suck. So that's what I'm saying. The alternative is worse. All of a sudden, exactly. keep going is good. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> you, you still got an option. Just that. You can either follow Christ. Hey. And he uh, says there, there's, no, there's no in between. Yep. You either for him or against him. Right. Yep. So you either keep all following in, God or you go back to that hot place. And I'll tell you what, if any of you has ever read that description in the Bible of hell, I'm going to tell you something. This fat white boy don't want some. So now, like, we're going to bring him in here when we start talking about hell. Like, we, we have a long talk coming yet where we have to do that. So we're going to make sure Jerry's here for that. Yeah, yeah, because me and you might get into that one. But we're going to save that for another day. One of these days when you're at the shop, I'm going to explain this to you. That's exactly why I'm going to talk to you about it because I think you would be fun to talk about it. We're too far into this one to start. Yeah, we are. It's a good topic. I think it would be fun. But this be. goes to what you just said right before for Jerry. Um, what other choice is there? There's a choice. Otherwise, you're saying free will doesn't exist. And we oh, have there this is. talk. Okay, just remember. I've seen too much to take Exactly. Yeah. There's always another choice, but the thing is we don't want it. it, it uh, the other, yeah. other option sucks. Yeah. We've, we've made up. our bed and we're going to sleep in it. Yeah. And that's by choice. People yeah. think Christianity is easy. Oh, it's well. <laughs> hey, you know what? I, it is, and it isn't. I hate to tell them this, but they're full yeah. of it. Because being a Christian and staying a Christian, and trying to live your life as the Bible says, you will never, ever, ever 
find a tougher task in your life. But there's joy in it. I was going to say, oh, I, yeah. I enjoy I'm, I'm it. Say, I, it sucks sometimes for a little bit, but, but even the sucks but, are kind of fun. So yeah. what I notice, like, I myself, I, I have my best days on a challenge. I think that's the way we're designed. Yeah. So, and being a Christian has its challenges. So well, look at today. Kind of go hand in hand, don't they? Today kind of sucked, didn't it? Exactly, I but it did kind of suck when you think about it. <laughs> oh, we had a well, max, yeah, it was. Fun. I had a max four seven but, that really kicked my ass. But it was fun. Yeah, but it, it kind of sucked. <clears throat> but the thing is, today was a challenge. I mean, you think about how much we were going back and forth, trying to jack each other's equipment so that we could work on everything. <laughs> Constantly, like, are you almost oh, yeah. done? Are you almost done? And and the thing is, it was fun. Where is that other Nexic? Well, you borrowed to somebody. That's I right. Know. <laughs> and you forgot to order the new Shh. one. Yeah. You were not in this conversation, so, Aaron. But but I that's exactly it. The, the challenge of it, we got a lot done in that. And it sucked, not, but it's it was not so fun. Much, yeah, we got a lot done, which is very good. Yeah. What I like even more than we got a lot done, and I did this on purpose, Aaron, is what I learned today. What'd you learn? We got my first Max 4-7 done. The thing is, that thing really did scare me. <laughs> So I just sat back. I figured DS Performance screwed this one up. <laughs> <laughs> Let him eat it. That's, that's why you said, who's going to do this one? You guys can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I really did enjoy it. Like, and it, there was, there's, there's so much I learned about Neds. Yeah. After it's all said Neds and done. Neds very I, simple software. Yes. And it's well, very, to a point. You know what? As much as I hate international, Neds is probably one of my favorite softwares. It is. It's very well set up. Especially since you can, for a fee, you can have full dealer access where you can program controllers, everything. Just yeah. like we did one yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you guys see that? We bricked one? Yeah. Or not bricked it, it, but we... Yeah. No, no, not it. that one. Well, no, we, we screwed yet. up one completely. Oh, you could nice. say soft bricked. We could not connect anymore. Uh -oh. So we no, ended up going in. It was soft bricked. Yeah, we, we kind of yeah foobarred it. But we fixed it because you can, and you can't do that with anything else. Huh. He, he did, didn't he? Um, I won't point fingers. I know who <laughs> fixed it. Aaron already did the point, <laughs> finger point. Yep. Well, now you said it. It wasn't on camera. There's no pictures. <laughs> pictures or it didn't happen. Let's see if it's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> there we go. There's <laughs> so it's yeah. amazing that this podcast has uh, really gone into – a lot of what I've been going through personally lately because I've actually taken the undertaking of reciting a book. And I've been asked by a lot to recite a book. And I always ask why. And they're like, because you seem to be a guy that's on the outside of everything. No, it's like you're not really ever a part of things, and you've always just seen it. And I think about us, you know, speaking about that all in. No. And I'm like, I start to go back, and I'm like, I had every season to, let's say, down and stop. Because what's in, I was nine um, I got considered to be 100% disabled because of my speech. I could not go to a restaurant and order a meal. Like, I was that bad. And it, it took me eight years to speak as good as I do now. No. 
And I didn't even know I could at the time because the full, the first speech therapist I saw said, I can't do anything. He's too bad. Well, I didn't know this. And Limbaugh didn't talk about it much, but he mentioned it once that he used to have a speech impediment. Yeah. Rush Limbaugh. That's kind of crazy. That man could right? articulate. Yeah. That's another thing. There's people, they like uh, Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. He can, in one sentence, say what you try to explain to somebody in an hour, what I would t- t- take me an hour to explain to somebody. You take apart one of his five-minute videos, you, you can write a book on it. Yeah. Yeah. You guys that articulate. Hey, the thing is, he doesn't even try, but he makes you feel stupid about it, too. <laughs> you ever thought about it? He, yeah. He does it very nicely. Yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, you think about it. You listen to one of his things, like listen to some of his uh, the the gender arguments. You ever listen to those? Well, do you hear how many times he rewrote the twelve? Was it twelve? Twelve rules of life. Twelve rules of life. Oh yeah. He went over it like ten different times. Rewrote yeah. the book. I don't know how many. It took him years and years and years. Each sentence had to be done separately. Yeah. I'm I think a, I'm a, way too. He's one of the smartest people. I I, I like. There's uh, very few people that I will. Listen to because I, I just want to listen to him talk because I know there's something there. He's one of those that I will choose to listen to oftentimes over a pastor. You know, if if you want to talk, if you want to listen to somebody that usually in most of his, if he does interviews, uh, really goes into a lot of Baptist and different church history, is ah, I'm using my phone. Um, I'll find the name. Okay. Ah, here. Randy Clark. Okay. He went to se- he went to Baptist seminary and got kicked out of Baptist church as pastor. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he but like he doesn't talk about it in a negative way. He just like kind of what yeah. you know, what happened, but it doesn't talk about it in a negative way. Yeah. Like he, he basically brings out like this is what happened. And uh, and then also he brings in um, he he said he had looked through uh, the, maybe I'll send you the one I trying to listen to it halfway through um, that he has statistics of revivals and church growth on where supernatural things happened and where they didn't and how much he said um, and he has the numbers Randy Clark isn't he the the dream guy dream Uh, prophet or is it not the same guy healing and impartation okay no it's not the same one no he he does do uh, next time he has one of those healing impartations you should go it's it's mind-boggling what happens. Like, we've seen a guy healed of PTSD while and while Randy was telling a testimony of somebody else that got healed of PTSD. Oh, that's, oh wow, that's yeah. cool. And a guy in the back stood up and just <laughs> started waving. Like he got, he got instantly healed of PTSD. That's awesome. Just by telling a testimony of somebody else. And then uh, it had that guy come up from his testimony, a bunch more got healed. And then after that, they didn't lay enough hands yet. But it Where just, does he do it? Is he like part of Bethel or what, what's no, he? He's, Bethel invites him sometimes. but He just kind of goes all over the country and does them? That's an, which that's another thing. Like, um, So it was this was part of Bethel set it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bill Johnson, he's been doing this for how many years? Like he's seen healings, impartations, all kinds of yeah. things for years and years and years. <laughs> I don't know why you're crying about it, but Bill Johnson, when the first guy got healed, he sat there in front and looked at him and cried like it was the first time he'd seen it. Wow. After all these years. 
It was like the first time he seen one. You know, there's so much negativity. Like, you ever watch all these people that just sit there and bash Bethel? Like, it's yeah. ridiculous. You know, the thing is, I, I get it. Some of it, there there is problems in Bethel. Like, you know, and, and the thing is, um, and it, it's probably one of those things that somebody will eventually watch this, and I'll get shit for this too. Progressive Christianity. That That's what a lot of this boils down to. Well, it's what it, it, you can put it as that, but it's not that. Well, I know, but that's what I'm getting at. They... It's th- th- that's what it's being called. So that's why, like, like you remember the guy up north that was cheating on his wife, and and I don't remember if it even was Bethel, but it was one of those mega churches, and automatically the entire church is condemned Here's for it. Here's another thing: Bethel's not a mega church. Well, I know, but but it looks like seen it. as it. But Bethel's a very very small church. Yeah, they but might fit five hundred people. In but church. they're a huge organization because they have churches m- m- like multiple places. But even still, it's it's the negative, the negative. Uh, well, and the thing the, is, the way it's portrayed is crap because if you actually take the time, like there might be some pastors there I'm not a big fan of, and one of them is a, uh, uh, is it Bill Johnson's son, Eric? He's a good pastor, but I don't agree with a lot of what he says a oh, lot neither. of times. But the thing is, then you listen to like Bill, and and I love listening to Bill Johnson. I think he's very well articulated, very well taught, and he, I feel like he's very sincere in everything he says. He he's not, not BSing, that. and a lot of people are. So. One of the things that I really, really admire and something I've tried to, especially with the Hope Center, try to somewhat replicate is he, maybe not regularly, but he brings people in that he might not agree with. Yeah. And he said, he had asked people, asked him, why do you do that? Like, are you afraid that they're going to mislead your church? He said, no, not really, because I am the pastor. And as long as I look composed, yeah. Like if, if something very controversial comes over, the guy that he invited, something very weird comes over, he said, there's, there's a, Line that he draws, he explained himself. He said, I draw a line on if we have to agree that Jesus died for us, like the, the basics. Yep. Outside of that, he said, the reason I bring him in is to make the people that he teaches, to make him think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not only that, if, if he has a good, solid teaching and he has a, a following, like like his, uh, if his church is listening to what he says, his congregation is going to believe somewhat what he believes if they didn't they would have left so if somebody else comes in there and they've got a good strong foundation as a church group this goes back to parents well i I think it also does but i think it's not even just parents but even the pastor the pastor is the parent in that that church as far as as like your congregation yes you're right but it goes to the same thing as parents why do kids believe what they get taught in churches because there's not a strong enough uh like rooting of Bit of of found of, of a foundation yeah. that the parents believe to the kids, or else the teacher can teach you whatever they want. Yeah. Well, and see, it, you know what this goes back to. I, I've said this multiple times. I don't think I've ever said it here, but um, the the our biggest flaw as Christians when we teach new Christians, and I think this goes into discipleship and everything, we teach them about salvation and we teach them about God's love. Nobody ever teaches identity. How many times it is the point. biggest failure? Because somebody themselves didn't know enough truth about identity as to as far as who they are. Like the biggest thing is worth. If you knew what Jesus did for you, this goes to what you said earlier. There's another way, but we don't. Why would we take it? We don't want it because we've seen the best. We've seen what's the price that was paid for us. We we've seen what was offered to us. We're not going to step out of that. And that goes to even like some of these uh, like like people we've had on on the comments that want to sit there and kind of go back and forth with us. You can go back and forth with us all you want. I'm sorry about you, but you're not going to change it. Well, the reason why I like the back and forth is the way I see it is if well, it's a teaching moment, one way or that, the other. Yeah, and and yeah. we can prove ourselves whether yeah, we're right. Yeah. Because if I'm not right, I want to know. Well, yeah. And the only but at way the same time, they're not going to come in and, and is teach you differently. Yeah. 
Like they, they might open your eyes to take the time to study exactly. it, but they're not going to change your core belief. I don't think so. But no. th- th- why don't we extend it to everyone? Well, the thing is, don't we? Well, I guess we do to a point. Like I, I've never te- like churches. I guess in general, or uh, Christians in general tend not to. Maybe not churches so much, but yeah. Christians in general tend not to. We try to like this is this is the box we fit and don't don't exactly don't yeah it. yeah don't change it. You know, I think is that goes to a lot of things. Uh, growing up, you were kind of taught as a teacher, you you don't want to know too much. There's kind of I an ignorance right is now. bliss, and that's bull. Ignorance well, is stupidity. You that's know where what they get that is. from, though. Where that you will from the Bible that you will give an account oh, for everything yeah. that you know. Yeah, if you don't know much, you can't so be punished for much. That's what they. That's the way it's portrayed. What you don't yeah. know can't hurt you. So that's not true, though. That ignorance of the true. law is not exemption of the yeah. law. So I was up. Well, with if my wife reads recently, and we were tut tut talking, and it's so um crazy that Jesus now got good zone into the mud socket and flipping the tables and doing all that has been brought up over and over and over again, and um a thing just popped into my mind that I had never even thought of before no and i thought about christ going up into the temple and what did he get mad at he got mad at that they were buying and selling there and he was mad because that that was a place only for god no and then i i I, i'm like you know what those markets in the t- temple are the denominations of today because I w- walk in and I see all of these pe- pe- people buying and selling s- s- to me. It's like, do you want to buy into this? No. And they try to s- 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 sell me door version of it no and all of these things and it's like but i don't want that i want what i came here for and that that's god no it's like no matter what said i do i can never be 100 percent correct in my life no one can. Right. <coughs> so, why am I trying to sell you exactly what I believe? Because I think a lot of the reason why that happens is not even because they're Christian or that they're doing it on purpose. I think I think it's it's um, it's it's our natural. We naturally go to that. If you think about. Or for me, anyway. You naturally try to keep someone else from knowing more than you do, or I do, anyway. Or okay. I don't want I don't want you or you to be look smarter than me. You don't want to be wrong. Are you a little yeah. bit scared? If that's a, that's a natural tendency. I'm not saying I like it, but it's a natural tendency that I veer to. If you're worried about me looking smarter than you, you are wasting lots of time on nothing. <laughs> 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 I hope not. You are my spiritual father, after all. 
<laughs> yeah, that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that this, um, especially like the generation you come from, that was more about violence. That's what I need need to learn. There's a there's a middle ground, and the way I grew up is too far to we've, the other side. We've done a lot, of, and I've been sitting here listening. We've done a lot of talking about what's wrong and why our kids are what they are and stuff. But the real, to me, from being an old coot, the real problem, the whole real problem with our whole society, our whole world, our churches, is that men are not men anymore and they are no longer the head of the household like God ordered. You let me, you show me, and you're going to get some letters on this one, I'll guarantee you. You show me a house that a woman's wearing the pants, and I'll show you a home that's in total disarray. Well, you're right. Actually, uh, in I think the, the NLT or the NIV talks about this. I hadn't, Marcy had a revelation on it. And then started looking, and sure enough, in, in, in one of the translations, it's written that way, that like where, where it says, after the fall, where it says that the woman will have a desire for her man, the right translation is actually that the woman will have a desire to control her man. So that's also a natural desire. That it's, and, and the thing is, I don't know, if men, because we're lazy, we're tired of fighting, I don't know. A lot of us have just, Set it down, and I think a lot of it, like you won't make it a bit of a conspiracy yet. Um, things today, look at everything that you basically eat, the the things you do day to day. Um, obesity is a big thing in, in America, right? Like like that's a big thing. Being overweight, overweight drops testosterone. Mm-hmm. The less testosterone you have, the more estrogen you have. The more estrogen you have, the more emotional you are. The more you are to, to kind of give in and be compliant. Um, testosterone is a big thing for, for us as men. You, you require it. Um, like you turns can see out, it. I have, I have well, well I was going to say you can see very well. Like right now, how how it kind of affects you. Yeah, um, big time. Everything you do, like junk food, all of that stuff. The more you eat, the higher your cholesterol, the lower your testosterone. So a lot of this stuff is kind of working in a direction to where men really lose the desi- desire to be a man, to be in charge, to be an alpha, and and Everything is kind of directing us towards that whole beta thing. And the thing is, it, it doesn't necessarily affect women the exact same way. So right. a lot of times, well, I don't think that it's even really planned that the women are trying to be no, like, it's, it's, it's not a hostile it's takeover. Well, exactly. But they're stepping up to fill a space absolutely. that's not there by a man. Absolutely. Yeah, the men leave because, out, that we as men leave out. You're yeah, absolutely right. Exactly. Because like so many in, in Christianity, it's, it's, you know, it says uh, a women, uh, wives respect your husband. Why should they respect you if you don't give them something to respect? Like, if, if you're going to sit there and just be a weak example and not be anything, why should they respect you? You know, and then at that yeah. point, somebody has to step up. And oftentimes, it'll be a woman that steps up because a man is not willing to. I, yeah, I think because women, this mama bear, I guess, analogy for women. Okay. They tend to, I know that I see that in my wife. Um, she has a lot harder time just leaving the kids there and letting fend for themselves. I think that can be overdone. <laughs> I'm probably okay. a little bit too lenient on that. <laughs> I'll yeah, I, think figure like, it out. I think that's one of those two that there's a happy medium. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're probably, and that, uh, maybe that's why, <laughs> like, me and my wife kind of figure that out or, or try to figure that out because Marcy is a lot less like, well, let him be. 
Yeah. Like when we were going somewhere. She does now, but it was, it is, it is also, like I said, it, it, I probably a little bit, um, a lot of times, maybe a little bit. She's too protective. You're too, let him go. Yeah. I think I think there there's a lesson to be learned there, and, and there's that's going to be room for mistakes. I I agree. That's one of those things for her and for me. Obviously, there has to be room for mistakes because they've been doing this for thousands of years, and nobody's written a book yet. So obviously, it's not <laughs> nobody's figured it out yet. So there's been thousands of books. They're How all many wrong. of them worked? Exactly. <laughs> when I say a book hadn't been written, I mean one that I, I guess I should clarify. There's not a good book written. So at least being, not one that works on everybody. Me and Marcy actually, I don't know when we'll do this because it'll be. The hardest thing would be not to make it just completely and utterly awkward. But I and I, I've been I'm like two hours into this book. There's a book called This Great Sex Rescue. Okay. Very good book. I would like oh it's a woman's book. Marcy's like, why don't you try it? Like, yeah, I'll try it. It's good. There's there's some things I don't completely agree with, but in general, very, very dead on. Like there's there's things that she talks about that oddly enough, we had never obviously never read the book mm-hmm. that we found in our own marriage that works with sex in the bedroom and things like that that works but never read a book on it and it's like how do we figure we did figure it out and one of them is uh, she recommends that uh, pick either partner lay down for like 15 minutes and the other partner just discover touch prod kiss lick whatever different parts of your body and see what feels good what turns you on? Okay. And you're not allowed to move. You can just say what works, what doesn't work. <laughs> so it's a simple yes or no. Yeah. It sounds very interesting. I thought about that. Like, Man, I don't think we have a whole lot left to explore. <laughs> 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 uh. But yeah, one one day, so Aaron will be sitting behind the screen getting red, and, and me and Marshall will try it's to talk about that. We're, we're going to have to put a whole nother camera specifically on Aaron at all times. Because this will be like like in the shop with Zachary, I, like where the things accidentally slip, and, and you know, the, the, the bright red, <laughs> bright red tomatoes up, and he yep. just freaks out. Yeah, this will oh. be like that. Aaron will be like, I, think we'll do it one I knew them the when shop. I walked in the room. I really know them now. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really good because the thing is, like, we obviously didn't grow up uh, like old colony. And old colony, it's especially like there's a lot of people come from Bolivia, but it's not even just old colony. As a Mennonite in general, right. sex is something you don't talk about, right? So because even that encounter, how was that brought this, up? So this is and this is like so this is a book. She, she also the, the author of this book has read a lot of books, Christian books. And she takes some of the examples how what was written wasn't right, that it misses the point. Some was in with good intentions, but it misses the point. Like and how? Like that it's misinterpreted, like translated incorrectly, no, or what do you mean? The, 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 the book makes excuses either for men or for women or both. Okay. And that it just it, it enforces bad theology. Okay. A lot of the Christian uh, sex books, things like that. And I didn't know there was Christian sex books. Oh, I hadn't read any of those. <laughs> really? Dude, like, we to this day, the greatest thing that ever happened for me and my wife as far as, as our sexual relationship was a three-in-one marriage seminar at the First Baptist Church. We ended up going to one that was specifically about men and women, and which they said, well, you, you men are going to remember, women are like crockpots, and men are like microwaves. And this, I told my wife, I need to go tell her that's different. I might be microwave, but you're dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> not not all women fall in that category, and 
But did she, you go correct the lady? I did. <laughs> she just kind of <laughs> laughed. But she, uh, the, 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 this breakout teaching that she did, she said one of the questions that she was asked a lot is, "What is what as a, as a Christian couple? What's off limits in the bedroom?" And she said, "Nothing as long as you and your partner agree on it." Yeah, you remember the actual marriage conference we did at your house like two, three years ago? Uh, Robert Morris speaks on some of that stuff. That was my thought because he said he counseled a couple and they were worried. I guess they had taken it too far bringing in toys and all mm-hmm. of those things and people would shun them so they couldn't talk to people about That's it. That's Christian, a big deal. And, and they had told him about it and, and they were worried about it. And he said, you know, why, why are you worried about it? If, you, if you, you didn't do this just for yourself, you did it for your partner, you right. know, in, in one, some way, shape or form that you were trying to make it more enjoyable for them. Especially and if you have a healthy marriage to begin with. Yeah, I, exactly. Or yeah. working on a healthy marriage. Yeah. Where it's not the men bringing in something that he's seen in a... In a, in a yeah, that, like, that's yeah, a different exactly. story. You, you or, start or, to immor- demoralize yes. it. That's a different that's, story. But that, yeah, that's what, not what, what, this is. what goes on between you and your wife and your bedroom really concerns nobody. And the thing is, I can see it can get far enough that it can become dangerous. You know, right. you, no, you, you could demoralize. Like, there's things you could do to the human body that at some point in time, it could cause, like, permanent damage in the future. There's things that could right, be considered those, taking it too far, like, like sodomizing. Hurt. Yeah, exactly. So then, so, then you, both partners are not good with it. Yeah, but the thing so is, that, even, let, let's say you take two people that, that maybe take things a little bit too far. Like, like some fetishes that could be unhealthy. Some of that <laughs> stuff, I see where I you could... <laughs> I, uh, I I don't. We're not going to go in any you're in a different. Area no, I'm, I'm I am, just saying, like like uh, just for example, like think about some of the weird things that go on. You need to come with me into an ER for about a week. Yeah, and then see, that's exactly what I was thinking. You what think was making because they both enjoyed it. Well, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what people are into. People are into weird crap. Like that. That's exactly what I was thinking. You know what popped into my head when he was talking about this? Well, it works for me. Sent me to the ER. You've seen those shows ever? Like they're on like True TV. Oh, I've been in those shows. That's what I'm talking about. I've seen it. It'd be kind of fun. (laughs) You want to go to the ER? I don't. But but exactly. But that's why I'm saying like there is things that could be considered you know you know rough enough that would do that. But that that most people might be into or both of the of the uh, couple. But you know, I, I think, I think it, it can be taken too far. I, I th- but th- I don't know. I mean, like I said, I can't think of anything. Maybe it's just that we have what some morals. About what's huh. What he says about that to commit your bodies wholly to one another. Right. That's yeah. not very descriptive. It's really not, and I think that might be one of those that is somewhat led up to interpretation. Do you think maybe he left a little of that up to your imagination? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but the imagination can go to a lot of different places. Yeah, it really can. Yeah. Like, a lot of it is influenced. Because you should think... <laughs> it's probably not the best time to go into this conversation. Like, we could have an entire podcast based on this. And the thing is, it would probably went, you know, the crappy thing is, this would probably be the one that would get the most views. Here's and here's the thing, and it so, would probably this would be one of those that would get back to your family. So, <laughs> like, I can already, I can already hear it. Like, your brother's going to ask you, so what did you do? <laughs> me and Marcy have not really had. To, we're married for shit, seventeen years. Yeah. Up until I started listening to this book, there's some conversations we've never had because I was just, it was too embarrassed to talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we have, and it turns out, like, there's things. Because I always seen my wife as, I don't know, sacred would be the wrong word. But, as, yeah, I guess I don't know. No, I think it is. I, I think that would like be the perfect me, word. the bedroom should never be defiled. And yeah. my yeah. pornography addiction really held me back from 
I, I, I doing can see that. exploring my wife's body, I guess, in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. So to me, it was like for Johnny, Johnny, um, and he was very open about it. Johnny, what's his name? Johnny Berg. Yeah. Um, to him, he was looking for what he had seen in other uh, pornography or in in the magazines, for that to be his. The, the for that sex, to be normal. Yes, in in the in the bedroom after he got married. He didn't find that, which almost destroyed his marriage. For me, it was the opposite. For me, I didn't fulfill. I Those didn't, weren't things that were welcome in the room in the bedroom. Oh no, not just that. There yeah. was things that, that are very welcome that now we've talked about it. And my wife is okay with it. Like they, we, like they're, they're, I was overly conservative because I was. It, it just it seemed evil because I'd seen it in pornography. And the thing is, it wasn't that it was that bad or odd. It just don't uh, yeah. Nick. Well, yeah, I couldn't get myself. It, it yeah. was like I didn't want to defile the bedroom. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Well, what uh, I don't care what anybody says. A beat is too far. A beat. What? Are you what? talking about the vegetable? <laughs> yeah. See, weird <laughs> crap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that's going. I'm I, I've got. I, I'm just scared already. <laughs> I'm 71 years old and I ain't never had a beat me- heard a beat mentioned yet. Yeah, me neither. But that's exactly why I'm <laughs> Not saying relation of sex. weird crap happens. Yeah, that's why I'm saying like you need to come with me to an ER for two weeks. We're way off topic here, yeah. but you I'm kind of curious what goes through a person's mind why would you how would you use beats that's well, not going there hold on hold on hold on hold on i was about to say what yeah, happened I don't, I don't like did you walk yeah. into the did you walk into the kitchen yeah. no no let's just for a second <laughs> no i just want to know this do you walk in the kitchen for a midnight snack open the fridge you go huh no, the midnight snack comes hey. afterwards. So the midnight snack comes after after sex. So Boy, this happens while making dinner. Off this wagon. Yeah, this must have happened while yeah. making dinner. I need pee. Oh shit! That's bad because <laughs> how would you do that? You're sitting there cutting your beets, looking across the table, hoping the kids don't catch what you're hey, shooting baby. for. Yeah. What do you think of these beets? Yeah. That's no, no. Dude, what I will never look at my wife don't. making dinner the same yeah. way ever again. We're never having beets at home. Never. You know that guy you've told me about that says you guys are scary? Okay. He's right. <laughs> this really was a good one. And yeah. I can guarantee you what, there's 47 million old women sitting out there that any of them hear this. Are going to be writing you letters. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised how you know the number that yeah, that on. That's what I was just going to say. Huh? That's awfully, awfully exact. <laughs> what? The amount of uh, amount of old women. Forty-seven million. Well, you watch them. There's forty-seven old women sitting in denominational <laughs> churches, and and they've been there for all them years. And they still don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and their best friend. Yeah. Yep. Well, I like I said for me that one, that one breakout at that one, three and one marriage seminar, has in a lot of ways shaped our bedroom. It's taken years because it's we've left the Baptist Church uh, years ago. So, yeah. but it's it's been like when she said that. She paused and she said, I'll repeat. 
everything you and your partner agree on. Like, you are full of shit, lady. And, but and you, I you went home and thought that. about it. But you think about that. That's the exact same thing you were taught coming out of the Mennonite religion. You, you walked out and somebody said, if you believe in Jesus Christ and you believe that he died for you and that he was raised again on the third day so that you may go to heaven and live with him. You sat there and thought, you are full of shit. <laughs> it is but he not right. that simple. But the thing is, that is. Yeah, it is. I, I think is that, that's exactly, so, so that, that talk you got is the exact same thing the day we were come out of the Mennonite religion and we're saved. No, I, I, walked, I walked out of there and, I, and that stuck with me. But not just, so the reason, uh, this Alaska trip that I'm taking, um, I picked, it cost a little bit extra to go shipping, uh, fishing for, for the whole time we are there. I think it's six days. There's one day that we kind of break out and talk about it. But um, six days of fishing, you could do three and three. I picked all days of fishing because a lot of Ford, what Ford Taylor, when I first listened to him at the first Heaven and Business, a lot of what Ford Taylor talked about was like that. Like, this guy is he's gone rocker. too far. Yeah, I'm a little bit off his rocker. And I started going home, and I think on some of it, he's over. He's a little bit over to one side or the other. Yeah. But that's not my problem. That maybe it's just his calling and he's right where he needs to be. But even if he is, he said things that, like, I, I keep saying that like, he broke my mind and I had to put it back together on the way home. Yeah. There was so much that I couldn't quit thinking about on the way home. And a lot of it was is one of the reasons why I wouldn't call myself a Republican anymore. Because so much, almost every single show out there, yeah. all it is is ammunition to throw rocks at the other side. It really is. Nobody it goes looks for everybody is wrong. It, yeah, yeah, I agree. It, it, it doesn't uh, matter whether liberal, yeah. uh, Democrat, conservative, Republican. It doesn't matter what. It's what just the, ammunition. Yeah. yeah, it's ammunition for the regular people. We ought to maybe to take a step hate. back and look at where we started and just say we're Americans. And and no, but that's, yeah. the thing is not just that. Let's let's step back and find solutions. And you don't need to be on the radio sitting there talking about giving everybody a mission, mission about how, how Joe Biden. Because I don't, at, at one point, especially when I first came back, it, it really it angered me almost when, like, seeing all these things, memes about Joe Biden. Well, you they're remember, all true, okay, so but let, they're useless. Let's take a, a step back yeah. to, to the election. You remember during the election when, when we were still having these meetings at your house? We sat there and there was so much crap spewed on it. I think I mentioned it once or twice. Who that calls themselves a Christian didn't did take a step back and not just throw crap at him for being who he was, but to actually take the time and say, you know, I feel bad for the guy. Maybe say a prayer for him. Yeah. Nobody yeah. did. Like, no, we were all too busy. We were, you know what we were doing? I didn't like what you said. Some exactly. Some we, I'm sure there was some that did, but I'm talking about like but the people that our, we associated with crowd. at that time. Yeah, we did not. But most generally to add to that, because I, I am guilty of this one. Yeah. I'd, I'd cuss them and give them holy heck, and then usually about halfway through it, God would kick me in the head and say, <laughs> instead of cussing him, you need to be praying for him. Yeah. But see, even there, that goes back to those two farmers. If you just pray for him, it's like that farmer that prayed for rain and didn't go prep the land. Pray for him and then go do something about yeah. it. And for me, it's local. Like, that's where I finally... Well, I think is a lot of us, we're, we're not politicians. And, and where is our field is going to be. Exactly. Our field is but our home. But grassroots is not politicians. No, I, that's I like, agree. That's like those guys that are sitting around the docks. I got arrested for impersonating a politician. And I was doing nothing. All I was doing <laughs> is sitting around doing nothing. Like, it's... That's, that's, I love watching those guys. That's a, that's a politician. <laughs> Grassroots movements don't have nothing to do with politicians. No, they don't. They, they like really the are tea, just at home. tea Party movement. 
which got politicized at the end. Yeah. But it was a genuine grassroots. The thing is, anything. It, thing. it doesn't matter if grassroots or not. Anything that makes it big enough to, to just catch a couple of people is going to be politicized one way or the other. It will be. But that yeah. shouldn't def- d- deter shouldn't us stop, from yeah. keep, keep doing it. I know what yeah. you're saying. But I like what you said. And I get a question a lot. They're like, I've never heard you bad talk Biden ever. And I'm like, frankly, I feel so bad for that man. And they're like, what, what side? I'm like, I walked in a sourcing home for three years. And I dealt with a lot of all-timers, patients, and people with dementia. I can tell you right now, this man is in stage two all-timers as we speak. Mm-hmm. That man should not We're some-timers. be forced to stand up on well, that, That's a all politics. Oh, damn. And speak. Right. This man should be enjoying his family and what time he's got left. True. But also, the legacy that this man has left behind him is awful. Yeah. And he's got to know that and live with that every day. And I know that he knows that. I think it's it's kind of hard to say that uh, reaping what you sow is not applied in this instance. Yeah, I think it very much is. But that, like, it's all it's, we know. It's all politics. But that should not like, and I like I don't have a desire so much to change national politics. I think I think we should start right where we were at. Yeah, and maybe not. I don't know what my job is. I I want like maybe encourage people to 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 stand up because. There was actually um, uh, Dwight posted this on Facebook, uh, the election results, and the, our judge, the judge that won, won literally by five votes. Oh, Thurwinger? Thurwinger, yeah. Wow. Five votes. Well, I think it's a small town. It, it makes a big difference. Every vote counts. So many people, they say, oh, well, you know, my one vote's not going to make a difference. Bullcrap. It does. Pay attention. Yeah. It does. Not just that. You can't make yourself heard unless you go vote. It's the easiest way. Yeah. And then from there, you can go and, and do local, you know, whatever in the local community. But mm-hmm. we're almost at the two-hour mark. I think this has got to be the longest. We got way we're off. Like, yeah. we were supposed to start with anger and stuff. I don't think we even got into any of the verses that were supposed to go into that. <laughs> but it was a good conversation. We, yeah, we, it was. We cured the world problems. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All of them. In two hours. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Big Pops did it again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, good. Uh, unless somebody else has anything else, we will finish it there. Yep. We'll see y'all. In- oh, by the way, whoever's watching this, uh, we've decided to go to every other week doing the podcast. Every other week, we're going to still have a Bible study instead of um, the podcast. We, we, um, we're... Uh, feel like it might be a better decision to do that we've, we've, we used to be a bigger group mm-hmm. and we've lost a few guys because they're not comfortable with this and i think it would, no, help. It would be a, just, good for us as well yeah not not comfortable with the camera and and you know this the conversations are not here, the same so. either uh, they don't get as heated on here because a lot of guys like I, i've learned for myself you really uh take a step back to make sure you know yeah don't just exactly. spew crap and 
some so. people aren't comfortable with you know once once it's recorded it's there forever and I think and I, don't I think that doing the, it is what it is. Every other week doing doing the Bible study, I think is going to make this podcast better too. I think so. So on that note, no. bye. <laughs>